and welcome to Like a Green and Gold Girl. I'm your host, Libby Warren, and in this podcast series, I'll be chatting to some of the University of Nottingham's top female athletes to find out more about their experiences in sport and their time at university. This week, I am joined by UON scholar and Olympian Tintin Ho. Tintin is an elite table tennis player who qualified to represent Great Britain in the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, making her the first female player to qualify since Atlanta 1996. Her other achievements include being a three-time medalist at multiple Commonwealth Games with two silvers and one bronze to her name. To top things off, Tintin is also a five-time national champion. Alongside her heavily decorated sporting career, Tintin is currently in her fourth year of studying medicine at the University of Nottingham. Hello Tintin, how are you? I'm good, thanks, how are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you. Um, So, I have read a little bit about you already uh, on various BBC Sport, The Telegraph, all of that kind of thing. I didn't realise how famous you are. And you are my first Olympian guest, so there you go. (laughs) Um, So, I want to ask first, I've read that your dad was a big fan of table tennis. How did you start in table tennis? Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. My dad's pretty into it. Um, so he coached my brother, um, and then he coached me, and I started, like, properly when I was five. Um, but I think I picked up a bat earlier. But, um, yeah, it's pretty much how we got into it. He used to play for Hong Kong um, internationally. Oh, really? And I heard as well that your name... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this comes up all the time, but your name, Tintin, he named you to have the same initials as table tennis. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> yeah, so Tintin, TT, table tennis. Um, my brother's called Ping. And, nice. Um, yeah, <laughs> he was going to call me Pong, actually. Um, but then my mum stopped that from happening. So Why? I, yeah. <laughs> Be a great name. <laughs> I would have changed my name by now. So yeah, I've ended up with Tintin, which yeah. is not too bad. <laughs> nice, yeah. Um, does he ever call you TT? Uh, or table tennis by accident? <laughs> <laughs> he actually hasn't. He actually hasn't. Oh, not, yet. Funny. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> so how did you first get into it? So you started when you were five. Uh, what kind of level did you start at? And how did you build your way up? Mm, so... Um, yeah, I think maybe when I was like two, I probably picked up my first bat. I remember my dad made like a chair for me and I would like stand on it. And then when I was five, he made like a platform and he put like, um, he drew like where my legs should like stand and things like that. Um, really? Yeah. So then I just started off as a beginner, as everyone does. Yeah. Um, and then just slowly like just trained a lot. I don't know how much I trained when I was younger, but I just trained a lot and then mm. went from there. So was your dad your coach? Yeah, yeah, and your older brother played as well. Was yeah. he? How much older is he? He's four years older. Okay, and is he still playing? As not, well? yeah, not at the moment. Um, I think he stopped when he was around sixteen, but he reached uh, quite a high level in England as well. So, mm. so um, what? At what age did you kind of switch from playing kind of amateur to thinking I want to do this professionally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, when I was eight, I did my first ever international tournament for England. Um, mm. It was called like European Mini Championships. 
And then I think when I was 12, I think I came second in, in one of them. And then that really gave me like the motivation and, and I realised that I really wanted to win, basically. Yeah. So when you decided to switch to professional, what kind of came with that? What kind of training did you go to? How did you get into kind of like the England squad training? Um, I don't know, actually, because I was so young. Yeah. <laughs> it all just happened. But I think I got selected to these like European mini championships. And mm. then I think I got invited to some England training um, camps. So with like under 15s, and I think I was only like 11 or 12. So I think from then I've always been in the pathway from pretty young. So mm. I think, yeah, I've just always been in it kind of thing. Yeah, nice. Um, and I also, you've mentioned to me before that you trained with kind of older boys like your brother and others to kind of spar against them. Um, did you have any girls to play with or were you kind of the only girl when you got to that level of like elite sport mm-hmm. um yeah there were some england girls um but they weren't from london i'm from london so mm-hmm. i didn't train with them that often but when i went to camps and stuff they were always there and um yeah lots of like um female inspirations and things like that one of them is actually a coach now uh, in um, at UON. yeah 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 kelly, she used yeah. to play what's yeah. her name kelly kelly sibley Ke- kelly sibley mm. yeah because she used to play quite a high level yeah. when she was younger didn't she? Yeah, 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 i've read yeah. that you played with her you've played with her before in tournaments yeah is that right yeah we played with each other at like commonwealth games and stuff oh wow so i always like looked up to her when i was younger so that was like a really good to have uh, someone like her there. yeah and she's the coach at the university of nottingham here isn't she yeah Wow, that's pretty incredible to have one of your idols Mm -hmm. to coach you and then play with you as well. Yes, it's great. That's really cool. How did it, when you were training with um, like mainly boys in your area, Mm. how did it feel being the only girl? Did it feel empowering or um, did you Mm. sometimes kind of long for that female? Mm. Um, I think it actually felt quite empowering. I think because the boys, especially because my brother was involved, they yeah. all like take care of me. So I was like kind of everyone's like little sister sort of thing. So uh, personally, I was quite lucky to have such a nice like group of people around me. So mm. yeah. yeah, good. And do you know Denise yes. as well? Yes. Is she one of the ones that you trained with when you were younger? Um, not as much because she was like, she's a bit younger. Um, oh, okay. But then as she grew up, then we started training with each other, especially in Nottingham as well, because she, yeah. she went here, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Denise <laughs> if you're listening. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about, so kind of being a child prodigy. So obviously when you were uh, very young, your dad was very keen for you to be a table tennis player. For example, because he named you Tintin. Um, how was there a lot of pressure around being a child prodigy in mm. a way? Um, yeah, good question. Yeah, there was quite a lot of pressure. Um, mm. I think mainly just because I wanted to do my best and like I wanted to please my parents and stuff. So, yeah, there was quite a lot of pressure. I felt. Yeah. Yeah. How did you learn to cope with that? So I know that now. I mean, we're going to be talking more about this, but mm. now you've decided to come to uni. Was that your personal decision? Um, and how did you come to well, like want to study mm. medicine and want to kind of not go off path from yeah. table tennis because you're still competing in like, yeah, yeah. amazing competitions? But how did you kind of decide to kind of go on a little mm. leeway from table tennis? Yeah. Um, so even though I had a lot of pressure, like just for myself and just because I wanted to do well, um, my parents were always um, very into like uh, education, of course, as well. Mm. So I did a full-time education. So I've also very naturally interested in education as well. So yeah. um, I think one of my fr- my best friend, one of my best friends at school, she didn't uh, medicine. She was very into medicine, and I think that kind of inspired me to choose it as well. Um, 
So I think I chose it just because I knew that I would be able to sort of manage both. Um, and then I've also had a few gap years to play full time as well. So actually, I've mm. been doing both like it's pretty parallel. Did you sense. take your gap years? Like, what age were your gap yeah. years? So I took um, one when I was eight, 18 to 19, like so yeah. before uni, and then one after first year, and then another one after third year, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So you've actually kind of been at uni for how many years uh, have many you actually years? been there? Um, uh, oh, together. Thought, so maybe like seven years in Nottingham. Seven so, years, yeah. wow. Including the gap years, which I was away yeah, training yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, a long time. <laughs> wow, that is a long time. Okay, so now we're going to move a little bit on to um, your university experience here at Nottingham. So we've already talked a little bit about this, but when did you start thinking about applying for uni? Kind of what age were you? Um, and I know you said your friend inspired you to do medicine, but can you t- tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, so I think after GCSEs, I think then I realised I was just trying to choose. I was inter- first interested in like nutrition because um, I was mm. very like into like health and stuff because of the sport. Um, and then I got injured um, in table tennis, and then I was just doing like loads of research on my injury. And I was like, mm. oh, maybe I can do physio. And then I was like, oh, but I'm really interested in nutrition. And I was like, oh. Maybe I can be a doctor because it's like encompasses everything yeah. and you can like learn about everything. Um, so I think after GCSEs, then I realised I like I got like quite good grades, so I thought I could do it. Whereas before, mm. I didn't think I was like smart enough to do it. Um, so then, yeah. So I guess around 16, 15, 16, thinking yeah. about applying. Yeah. And and what made you? What attracted you to the University of Nottingham? Um, as well as a good medical course. <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Table tennis was a big part of the decision. Um, my a lot of my friends who play table tennis came here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they've got a really good setup. So yeah, it kind of just made sense that it's pretty much Nottingham if I want to continue table tennis. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about what training and competitions, what all that is like at the University of Nottingham? Yeah. Um, so training. Yeah, we we're quite lucky at UON. Um, we have a good like hall, um, and we have the hall a lot. Like we can have access to tables a lot. So mm. we have sessions like pretty much twice a day if we if we want to um and I also I can also organize my own sessions too so it's mm. quite individual as well um and tournaments there's like obviously there's the Bucks tournaments um and then there's like international tournaments as well so. yeah so about twice a day five days a week is that um if we want to yeah but because of uni I can't do that but yeah yeah so yeah yeah medicine degree I have yeah. three housemates who do medicine um, and I know that you just do not have much free yeah, time, do you, yeah. at all? So that's amazing that you can fit in, you know, training full, pretty much full-time in table... Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess not at the moment, yeah, but yeah, at a very high that. standard yeah. uh, in table tennis whilst doing a medicine degree. Um, are you in... So which year are you in technically in yeah. in medicine at yeah. the moment? currently fourth year. So you are... OK, so fourth year. Um, and I know you've said you've taken some gap years... How has that been with coming mm. back at, into uni? And I bet a lot of your friends have moved, have graduated and moved on. Um, how has that been? Um, it's been all right. Um, so, yeah, my friends who I first joined in first year, they've all graduated. Mm. So it's quite nice to see them graduate. Um, it was quite hard, like, going into new cohorts. Um, sometimes you get, like, a bit, like, lost, like, with the communication and then you don't really know what's going on. Um, yeah. and like different friends as well but once you find some friends like everyone's been really nice so yeah, yeah. <laughs> good <laughs> um 
another thing I want to ask about uni table tennis is um, I'm guessing you have training for like Great Britain mm. or England separate from yeah. uni table tennis. Is the standard very different for that? So um, a lot of the um, trainings actually join um, with Table Tennis England, um, mm-hmm. as I think we have a partnership with Table Tennis England. So um, yeah, so actually the university students um, or like sort of help the England players. So I think it's pretty similar. Um, we mm-hmm. have a really good um, Chinese player um, in the women's team. Um, so she really helps like the female like game as well and even the men as well. So, yeah, so it's actually a similar standard. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I think the England men are probably a lot stronger than, like, yeah, in comparison, but for at, females. At not you uh, UON. In uh, the English men, like the GB men. Yeah, yeah. They're a lot stronger than the UN men. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I get sense. you. Um, so when you're going to events like the Olympics and the Commonwealths, does you, the University of Nottingham training, does that set you up well? Do you have enough sparring partners uh, to be able to compete at? the olympics mm. uh yeah to be able to compete at the olympics um to be honest and then i would probably go abroad i've been abroad a lot for training camps and stuff because mm. the standard is is a bit different like out of england um but the standard at un is still pretty good um because like i said we have a, a quite good chinese player and mm. um the un men are pretty good as well um so it does help me but i also need to go abroad um yeah to be realistic to be able to play against like really good yeah. quality players, yeah. less of a shock yeah <laughs> <the> <laughs> yeah and also, um, this is an obvious question for you because doing your medicine degree whilst keep competing in events like the Olympics uh, for table tennis, how on earth do you balance all the the work with being a medic, a medic student, along with being an elite athlete? Um, yeah, it's quite hard. <laughs> um, the med school have been really good to me as well. They've mm. um, really accommodated and quite flexible with me. So that's like, I wouldn't be able to do that if they weren't like flexible at all. Um, mm. I don't know, I think just like prioritising different things at different times. Like sometimes I would need to put medicine on a like on the back seat um, and yeah. accept that and then vice versa when it comes to exams and stuff. So yeah, just trying to work out really. Yeah, so kind of trying to keep your head above water as you go along yeah basically yeah. yeah I guess taking a few years out has probably helped quite yeah a bit. yeah they've definitely helped a lot yeah yeah um when's your graduation date uh next year next year yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so next I want to talk a little bit about um some challenges that you faced in elite sport um so I read when doing my research, um, I read in The Telegraph that you're the first British female table tennis player to qualify for the Olympics in a whole generation. So the last time before you that a female qualified was 1996, right? How do you physically and mentally prepare for such a high-scale event like the Olympics? I'm sure that was one of your big goals when you were younger with all the pressure that goes with that how do you prepare um mm. <laughs> so for the olympics it was quite um it was quite a, a strange one because it was during covid um oh uh, yeah so yeah. we prepared in nottingham but it was all very like specific times like all of that so it was a bit it was a bit different to be honest um but for any sort of general big competition um normally just like kind of similar to any other t- competition really just like mm. a lot of training um 
Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe I think actually I don't do anything like specific. I just maybe mm-hmm. feel more like gratitude inside or more excitement that I'm about to play a big tournament. So I think that helps me like ground myself and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So you do it all quite well with pressure. Uh, I, I'd like to say so. I, yeah. I feel like I don't, but I actually think I I, I do. I can deal with it well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like. I, I feel like I don't, but I think in reality I'm not too bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when you were going on to, say, play your first match in the Olympics, mm. how did you kind of get in the optimum zone? I don't know if I did. Do you want can to you even remember? remember? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, uh, I can't remember. Um, I kind of just, like, yeah, do the same as any other matches. I tried to view each match as the same. Like, mm. yeah, um... I don't know, I just, I have, like, so I speak, I have a sports psychologist here in Nottingham, um, okay. so I kind of have, like, some, like, routines and stuff now that I do um, to, like, sort of ground myself and just remind myself what I want to play and, like, tactics and things like that. Mm. So, yeah, nothing, like, actually different, to be honest, for, like, okay. a big tournament than, like, any other tournament. I feel like that's quite a useful, like, tip anyway, mm. is just treating it how you would any other match. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's you're not overthinking it and Mm. you're not thinking oh this is the olympics Mm. match because it is just a game isn't it at the end of the day like any sport is just a game yeah it's meant to be fun yeah at the end of the day (laughs) it's meant to be (laughs) um so you've mentioned a little bit about being injured in table tennis have you had any large injuries during your professional career um a few but I don't think they're as big as say like maybe some other athletes um mm. but I just have like just like Achilles tendonitis like plantar fasciitis so had to like and like twisted ankle things like that mm. uh, so I think the most I've had to like sit out was like a few months like maybe four to six months that's um, quite a long yeah. time yeah I guess it's quite <laughs> a long yeah, time yeah. I guess um in comparison to some yeah yeah but um how have you doubt with being injured because six months is mm. a long time um, especially when you're training as much as you are how mm. have you kind of overcome them in a way and still managed to get yourself back to the top of mm-hmm. the ranking um I don't actually know what I think <laughs> I remember like it was very frustrating because mm. um it wasn't it wasn't like oh it's gonna be six months it was more like uh each week I'd like go back to the physio hoping mm. I can play and then it just not like working um so I think maybe that helped me in the long run just like focusing on like every day trying to get your rehab better it's actually a good opportunity to rest to be honest yeah um, like mentally and stuff so like just make the most of it but then also like sort of um, do your rehab and um, you can like sort those weaknesses out because um, you actually have a good amount of time to like make yourself stronger for the long run so mm. yeah and you've trained like I've trained so many years so it's like a few months won't be like the end or like you have to remember how much training you did already so yeah okay. and injuries when you're playing at that level injuries happen to everyone yeah definitely. like you can't um yeah give up mm. of them. um you've also mentioned to me before about having struggled with disordered eating in your first couple of years at university and I was actually reading up on, because I've experienced eating mm. disorders as well um, when I was a bit younger, and statistics actually show, I should have the source for this, but mm. I don't, I'm really sorry, <laughs> but um, it, statistics show that up to 45% of female athletes struggle with an eating disorder mm. compared to 19% of male athletes. And it's just mad, like, why... Why are so many females um, affected by this? Like, I don't know if it's because of... Do, what What was your kind of cause? Do you even know? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's, that's a crazy statistic. Um, I don't know, for me, I think it was just like, I was very um, obsessed with like improving myself, um, mm -hmm. especially my diet. I felt like I could sort of improve my diet and help me compete. And I guess it just, it was really good for a few years um, and then it kind of just went downhill. Yeah. yeah, you kind of become, because I had the same when I was actually recovering from mine is that I became, rather than um, eating barely anything, I just became instead obsessed about eating super clean uh, and super healthy and like seeing some foods as bad and some yeah. foods as good. And um, yeah. yeah, it's just a downward spiral, mm, isn't it? Yeah. But how did you um, break out of this spiral? How did you overcome? Um, yeah, it just took many months or many mm. years even of just trying because I like spoke to a lot of people and then like I would journal a lot and I just felt like nothing was working and mm. I, I it feels like just like when I gave up with it that's what cured it because um I struggled with like binge binge eating when I came to uni mm. and then um I kept trying to like improve it by eating healthier but then I think I just like was like oh I'm just gonna give up and then I just I had to eat what I want for a while but then slowly I think my body just kind of like like realized it doesn't need all that food and actually then I wanted to eat like a bit more nutrition nutrition like have better nutrition um, yeah. like naturally so yeah I think just a lot of work talking to people like I had good friends and my brother talking to my brother and mm -hmm. journaling helped as well yeah, yeah. did you, did it affect your table tennis in quite a big way mm. when I think it did mentally um mm. I just remember like going to training like being so bloated and like just like it affects your confidence as well because it's like mm. How can you like really focus on a match when you've got like all these other things like in yeah. your head? So it's it was pretty hard, yeah. Yeah, because it is like so draining. Like e even if you don't look like you mm. have an eating disorder, like the stuff that's invisible that's going on in your head or going on behind the scenes, like it's so mm. mentally exhausting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's really good that your brother, that you could go to your mm. older brother. Yeah. And also journaling as well. Mm. I have actually heard um, that that's so good. Like tactic to overcome mm. um yeah what would you say to your first and second year self now if you could go back and and you know you were all having all these uh, like overthinking thoughts with mm. food what would you say now would you say what was your brother's advice if you want to share that you don't have to um my brother didn't he didn't he didn't give like exact advice he was just mm. like really chill and just being like it'll be fine like you'll be yeah. fine and just I don't know, just there, like, supportive. I think advice I'd give myself was, would be, like, I don't know, there's it'll pass, like, everything's, like, fine, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't actually have any specific advice because I just know how I felt back then. Like, I feel like anything I said wouldn't have helped, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. yeah, so just be patient, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk a, a bit about your future future goals in both your career and also your sporting career. So what do you know what your plans are for after uni? No idea. No idea. <laughs> I have a yearly crisis of what I'm going to do. <laughs> so no idea. I'll probably take a gap year for table tennis. Um, mm. And then I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to like kind of see how many like gap years I can take before like starting um, being like a junior doctor yeah. and things like that. So I haven't figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. And that leads me on to my next question. Mm -hmm. What are your future goals in table tennis? Um, I think to definitely qualify for another Olympics. Um, nice. Yeah, Paris would be amazing. Wait, is that this year? It is this year, it is. but it's when really do you hard. Find out? Do you know? Um, I think the cutoff is like June, but okay. um, I'm a bit far off at the moment, so just trying my best. Um, yeah. But if not, it'd be really nice to qualify for another one, and um, yeah, hopefully get a Commonwealth gold medal at some point, yeah. and just like 
yeah, hopefully we'll just... Um, even as a team as GB, we have quite strong um, female players now. So mm. if we can like qualify as an Olympics as a team as well, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So when you went to the Olympics, were you the only female table tennis player? Yeah. 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 As, so, and the rest were all men. Yeah. So I qualified for singles. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a bit complicated with like the GB and sort of England qualification. So yeah. So we didn't qualify as a team, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, that's still amazing I have to say like yeah it's awesome well done um I've got a bit of a fun question to finish Mm -hmm. do you have any weird pre-match rituals uh, not at the moment, but I used to have a weird one. What so was it? It was, um, I always had to eat, like, Percy Pigs. <laughs> Percy Pigs? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to m Literally, yeah. But, yeah, I've stopped that now. now so, Percy yeah. Pigs. Why? What was it about Percy Pigs? I don't know. I think, I don't know. I just, like, bought them one day, and then I had them in tournaments, and then I like, did really well. So ever since yeah. then, I just, so like, like what I need them? a Percy Pig. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So if you're doing badly in a match, you're like, yeah. to your coach, where's my Percy Pigs? Yeah. Get me a Percy Pig yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. They're not bad. <laughs> and they're veg. Are they vegetarian? No, I don't, I don't think they are, actually. I think they've made them vegetarian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can get yeah. vegan ones or something. Lovely. Wow, that's so all much. my questions for you. Thank you so Thank much you. for giving up your time because I know you're super, super busy. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, I've loved having you on. And to the listener, if you'd like to follow along with like a green and gold girl then you can follow our instagram at like a green and gold girl dot urn and on there i will post who our next guest is and any upcoming information we might have a special for international women's day coming up Uh, so keep an eye out on there but otherwise thank you for following along Um, and thank you again tintin for coming on today um yeah bye (laughs) 